Do you have an active sex life? PrEP is a once-a-day pill that prevents HIV and is now available at the Livewell PrEP Clinic on the south side at the Hub. PrEP is safe for men and women who have active sex lives and want to decrease their chances of contracting HIV. For more information about PrEP and the Livewell PrEP Clinic, call 205-324-9822 or go to www.gcbham.com and click on appointments. Or if you just need to get tested, call us. I guess, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> so, so, welcome to, so, welcome to this episode of Same Cut Different Day. I got my folks in the house virtually. How y'all doing? We're uh-huh. <laughs> we here. Yeah, we are here in the house. We, 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 we tired of this crap on the different, the same crap on the different days. <laughs> same crap on a different day, and we've lost count of what damn day it is. <laughs> Oh, Jesus be a We fish. don't know the damn day anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's the um, truth, because I forget what day it is, for real. I missed the whole day one week. I thought it was Wednesday, and it was, like, Friday. I, I every every fucking day is Wednesday, as far as I'm concerned. Like, it's just Wednesday. You know, that's how I feel. Like, every fucking day is Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> like Groundhog Day, like like pink in the day. like pink in the brain. What we gonna do today, brain? <laughs> Try not to die, pink. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh so so uh, we're gonna go ahead and get into the the, the crap today. So uh, for those of you who have been under a rock, and actually one of our friends were under a rock on Thursday, y'all's uh, Orange Minister in Chief Captain Bone Spurs, aka Minister Dumbass. Uh, gets on this. I was getting ready to go on to this national uh, Zoom meeting that I'm on, and uh, I, I decided let me go ahead and watch just a part of this. See how much I can stomach. And so you I know, refuse to watch part of. <laughs> let me tell you something. Yeah, I, I don't watch. It. I just I just wanted to see what they were talking about because they had this guy on there. So they had this guy from DHS, and he was talking about how. They have some really exciting news about, you know, the COVID virus and disinfectants and, and the effects of sunlight. So I'm going to be honest. I already kind of thought a little bit about the thing with the sunlight because I don't think y'all know this, but I was a microbiology major when I started school. So there are some um, viruses and bacteria that are anaerobic, which means they can't survive well in the air. And there are some that are aerobic, which can survive in the air. So we we know that. We also know that a lot of viruses don't do well in sunlight. Sunlight is really like a, a cleanser, almost like a, a bleach in some some instances because you let your clothes stay on the sun too long, they will fade. So we know it has mm-hmm. those, we know it has those properties. So the man was saying that- you said that on the show before. Yeah, I have. So like, so so there, this guy was saying that, you know, they found out because they were thinking that the virus could live X number of hours outside or whatever. He's like, there's new research that shows that if the virus is in uh, direct sunlight, whether it's a pore surface or like a smooth surface, that uh, this, if it's in direct sunlight, the sun will kill it in a minute and a half. So then he started talking about the effects of uh, disinfectants on it. So y'all's president, <laughs> y'all's president, get his dumb ass up there and says, so um, that's very encouraging. So would you say that, you know, that we could do, you were saying you were going to do some research about the effects of sunlight. Maybe if we get a big burst of ultraviolet light or just a big bur- um, thing of light, it could help cure the disease. And uh, Sister Burks was over there like, Jesus Christ, don't let this dumb bitch call me. 
and oh yeah, and it, it, so so you've you floated the idea that we can cure this shit by ultraviolet light in the body. Like, how the fuck are you going to inject light into the body? And then even if you could inject light into the body, you damn sure don't want to put no fucking Clorox in the body. Like, what the fuck is going on, y'all? What's yeah, going on? That's what he said. Well, he said this, and he said because this is the way his brain functions. The the, the, the people are telling him that it kills <clears throat> the virus. Direct sunlight, disinfectant. On surfaces. On surfaces. His brain thinks, oh, well, if it could kill it on a surface, how could we transport that into something that we could put in the body? And then so, make it injectable. And let's make it. Let's. It's, um, maybe we can um, research ways to 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 inject it. You know, because it does such a number on the lungs that you know maybe it could. We could figure out a way to to inject it, disinfect it. Okay. A. You have to know what a disinfectant is. B. You have to realize you're speaking to speak, talking about somebody who has probably barely wiped his own ass in seventy fucking years. He probably doesn't even know what the fuck a disinfectant is. He does not know what Clorox, what cleaning supply, none of this shit, what you do with it. Because he hasn't cleaned after himself in God knows when. He knows he has not. So he doesn't, he doesn't even, he didn't even, in my opinion, even recognize what he was even saying. His brain is just saying, well, if he could do it on surface, then... It should be able to, there should be a way that we could think of that we could put that in the, whatever it's doing on for the surfaces inside of the body. Not realizing that you're standing up there as the president of the fucking United States of America telling people that, well, maybe we can just figure out a way to inject it into the body. Okay, great. Let's just fucking do that. Let's, let's just put some fucking fabuloso in a needle, in a syringe, and just inject it and see how the fuck that takes Fabuloso. This bitch that fabuloso. Now what further ticks me off on top we gonna sell your president for a minute. He didn't say it all of that. He comes back the following day when the people are asking him questions about it and stuff and Wait, whoa, 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 dear. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh-huh. After the shit has officially hit the fucking thing. Right. Yeah. When he said that shit, the world went bananas. <laughs> People in, in foreign countries were talking about how much of an imbecile our president is. It is on the front fucking page of all, paper, all papers. It's the top story on all news. And so then, now there, this is the, this is after did you say hit? Wait a minute, wait a minute, Derek. Corner, did you say hit it? Did you say hit it? The fan, the shit, the shit, the shit, the motherfucking fan. And then what did he do? So he sits in this damn news conference thing, Gago, whatever they want to call it, in the Oval in the over office and they begin to ask him questions about it and he says oh well I was just um, being sarcastic and answering a reporter's question you know and being sarcastic but I, that was not something you know it wasn't something I was saying I was just being sarcastic answering a question 
Somebody, somebody should have said, use he a said motherfucking was, lie, bitch. Use a motherfucking he lie. Said he, was, he said he was directing that at the reporter. He was not. And the video, he, he always speaks as if we cannot fucking see him. The shit is yeah. televised. It is live. It is broadcast across millions of television screens. <laughs> not not nobody asking him shit. So, on the video, you clearly see him speaking to the man that has done this study and discovered what it does on surfaces. <laughs> he is looking to the right of him, speaking directly to this man. Then he speaks to the right of him to Dr. Burke. The press, all of the reporters that he claims to have been sarcastically speaking to, sit in the fuck in front of him. <laughs> Sir, you are not talking to the people right. in front of you. You are directly speaking to the person to the right of you. What is wrong with you? We see you, fool. So 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 this so, so let me say this. Like the thing that really bothered me more so about I mean, I was bothered by the entire I'm I'm bothered by his existence. Let me just say that. I'm I'm bothered by his entire <laughs> fucking existence. The sales yeah, the sales, the atoms, the molecules, all of that oh. shit pisses me the fuck off. Oh. But the thing that bothered me most about this is so let's just say, let's just let's just suppose for a moment that you were just ragging with the fucking um, press. Let's just suppose for a moment that that part is true. Motherfuckers are fucking dying. Like, niggas are dying every fucking day. We will probably surpass 100,000 motherfuckers dying from this shit by the end of fucking May, because right now we lost 50,000 motherfuckers in a month. It was no end in sight because... No, no, because with no end in sight, because these motherfuckers are still trying to open up states and shit. Motherfuckers are dying, and you feel like this is the time and place for you to make motherfucking jokes, bitch? Like, what the fuck? What in all of the well, fucks we, are you doing? We got extra people dying on top of that, because the bitches out there <laughs> doing, um, injecting their asses with fabulous. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so, so to speak to why it is so frustrating, for this man, it's so dangerous for this man to get on live television and just talk out of his ass because that's what he does every fucking day. He should not be standing at that podium to say anything other than whatever the prepared script is for him that he breathed terribly in the beginning. And then he should sit the fuck down or go to the damn, his bedroom, wherever it is, and watch fucking TV like he does any goddamn way and leave it to the professionals to do it. But this is why it is so dangerous for him to be up there is because there are there is a subset of people in this country who actually fucking believe what this maniac stands up there and says when he was standing up there talking about hydrochloroquine and whatever else. Niggas die because people of that. To that. Oh, oh well, they cure malaria. So we, we we this is this is this is very promising. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a doctor, but what do you have to lose? Well, a man lost his goddamn life. You know why? Went in, in, into the goddamn living room where the damn had some old fish tank cleaner that was had the same <laughs> fucking name, and he and his wife decided they would take this shit. So she ends up in the goddamn ICU, and his ass is dead because people fucking listen to this man. The CDC has had an influx of calls about using fucking disinfectant on a on a person. <laughs> fucking. The creators of what Lysol had to get out in the Lysol had to 
not. Don't do not. This is not for internal use. How long you been cleaning? How long you been damn storing your damn cleaning supplies away from your children and, and, you, and keeping it under the counter? If you clean up the bathroom and you spray too much shit in there at one time, you gonna almost die. Yourself. It will burn Hello. the fuck out. It will burn the fuck out of your lungs. Ask me how I know. I mean, Hello. this shit will burn the fuck out of your lungs. But then the, yes. other, the other, let me say this though. This is terrible sounding. But for them people who do that dumb shit, all I gotta say is good fucking riddance. Cause we didn't need you in the first place. You a part of the fucking problem. All these motherfuckers sitting around Look, here. Just, this is. This is also. This is also. A problem with this is the people who attempt to defend this idiot. Dr. Burke being one of the, the, the at the top of the fucking list. Because what she decided to do to the next day was go on Fox News and defend what he was saying. Trying to twist herself into a fucking pretzel yeah. to explain Ooh. what he was saying. She gets her ass up there and says, oh, well, you know, he he was just, you know, when he reads things that he had just looked at it right before going in, and this is how he processes his thoughts, and he just likes to, to, to say them out loud. Now you lie. You just said, y'all. He said, Excuse me? But, but when they do this, then he turns right around and fucking whips their ass, flips them upside down by going and saying, oh, no, no, I was just joking. Let me say this, though, Kwana. The other Why? I was, every time, every time they go and try to defend him, he undercuts them by telling another fucking lie. So it just, it makes no sense to go out and try to lie for a liar because all he gonna fucking do is lie for lie a and make you look stupid. And on top of on top of everything else, I was listening to Rachel Maddow either last night or it was last night. She said that they had two practice runs of this fucking press conference that his dumb ass didn't show up to because he's wet smarter than everybody else. So when Dr. Burke said that was the first time, that was the first time he had heard the shit because he ain't came to fucking dress rehearsal. But then you get up here. Why do you need a, why, why do you need a dress rehearsal? Because you're, you're a fucking idiot. Because you're a fucking idiot who lies. He's a this fucking idiot who lies. You should not need a dress rehearsal to go out and tell the truth. But on the other side of this, you had, there, I listened to um, saw a recording of um, a uh, 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 conservative talk radio show and there was a caller who called in and said well yeah I mean you know you have to think outside of the box I mean maybe there is a way that we can figure out how to put this into the body I mean I don't know maybe I'm crazy you and then are. the fucking radio host says to him oh no you're not crazy that's I mean I'm glad he said that because that's what the president is doing he's thinking outside the box you know what get the fuck in the box and let's just <laughs> <laughs> And let's put all the fucking disinfectant in there and all the syringes and whatever else you need, cups, straws, whatever y'all need, and y'all do what the what the what the hell yeah. will. Because this this is the problem. It doesn't matter what he does, it does not matter what he says, it doesn't matter how wrong he is proven to be. They will twist it and flip it and try to make it make sense. You cannot make it make sense. He does not belong where he is. And I will keep almost 100,000 people are dead because of him being in the position that he is in. Yep. Dead ass. Flat out. Dead ass. So there are, um, Ali Delshi, he's been doing a lot on MSNBC since Lawrence O'Donnell ain't did now. And he was talking about Trump's daughters, like, you know, hear from Trump's children other than Ivanka. 
and um um uh junior but the daughters like all of them don't talk to him and have uh like disavowed um themselves from him and one of the uh i think it's the um one of the old no the younger one he only has two well the other one the, the other daughter tiffany she, tiffany uh, Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah. So she she can't come out and say stuff, but she is now a part of an organization that their um, basically their whole um, goal is to get Trump ass out <laughs> and um, expose expose all the stuff that he doing. You got a link for that. Well, but you, you got a link for that. <laughs> I'm gonna find it. I'm, I mean, it wasn't a link. I was actually watching it on the show. But I'm gonna see. I'm gonna look it up and see if I can find it. And with the name, because he said the name of what the organization was and everything that she's um, a part of. Like, and, but again, he was like, he don't know if there's some kind of clause or knowing him, he got some kind of um, type of um, contract. <laughs> she can't say nothing. But she uh, working for that organization that's trying to get his ass uh, exposed and out. Good for her. Yeah, he'll probably sell her damn trust fund down the river. That's the only damn reason. That's the only reason the rest of them are even attached to him at all. It's because of what he can do for them. It's because of what his name does for them. That's it. They know he's fucking lunatic. He's been a lunatic before he got into this realm. But now it's like we're all in. And it's a hell of a thing to have that kind of power. It's a hell of a thing to have that kind of influence. And it's the fact that they have made so much money since this man has been in office. So they don't give a fuck about anything else. They will do whatever. They will say whatever. They will tell whatever lies. None of them have one ounce of humanity and decency within their bones. Because they investigating the sister, too, I think. The um, sister that was the judge, I think she had to get off her judgeship and they investigating her. Had to go ahead and retire so they would let her leave her alone. That's been many months. That's probably been a year ago by now. So, I don't know. So, yes, that's her first family so, in the fuckery of, of the first family. So the, <laughs> so, so, so the other thing that I, that I got... Um, is the fact that they said that they were going to either stop doing the daily briefings or not have him in the daily briefings because him he's only worried about his goals and the goals of this country are two different things. His goals are him instead of, you know, the protection of this country. So they were saying that they're either going to cut back on the number of press conferences or not have him on some of the press conferences, which I think is a great idea because all he's doing is trying to have these fucking campaign rallies at the expense of the health and lives of American citizens, which is reprehensible to me. Like, I just don't even understand. Like, I don't, I don't even understand it. I think less and less um, stations, like especially like local stations, um, news stations and things, they don't want, they're um, not wanting to air it anymore either. So they're having pushback from um, local stations. You know, the national people don't air it. And although they don't want to, <laughs> But um, a lot of local stations, they are decided not to air, you know, air it live anymore. Well, you know, Ari Melber, his show usually comes on right when the press briefings, I mean, the you know, news conferences come on, and he and he cuts in or either cuts it off. If he's standing up there just going on and on and lying, he will cut cut back into his show and say, "This is why we're cutting this off." And go on with his show. And if he decides to talk, <laughs> start talking about something 
that's worth digging, you know, going back. It's, and they should, it's the same way that they started doing the rally, where they would oh, not yeah. just let him go on and on and on and stop shows. If he was talking about something that was important, they would cut over to the to the rally. And that's how they should do this. When the professionals get up there to talk, jump in. If, <laughs> if he wants to read this prepared bullshit that he does in the beginning, great. But when he's just going on there and riffing and lying and carrying on, it is it is too dangerous it is. at this point to allow him to get up there. And like today, yesterday, he decided, no, today, he decided he was not going to take any questions. So he it was the shortest one that they had, thank the Lord. And he gets up there and he just doesn't speak, doesn't take any questions from anybody. And he claims that's because the media is so hostile to him, his, you know, in the questions that they ask. <laughs> no, it's because you are horribly embarrassed because the shit hit the fan. <laughs> and these people are going to ask you about this shit. And you don't, you can't even stand up there and say anything. You can't answer the questions. You can't take the heat. So if that's what it takes to get his ass off the damn stage, fantastic. Oh, wait a minute. What happened? Derek? Hello, Derek? You there? I'm here now. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> technical, <laughs> technical difficulties. You acting like me. You acting like me. <laughs> I figured it out before you did. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he had this meme. He, my friend Jim had this meme that he put up this morning. But pretty much it was a whole bunch of Trump catchphrases of things that he says and what they really mean. Like, you know, who would have thought? That means I don't I just found this out yesterday. But the one that he's the as it pertains to what? In like when he's talking, you know, he always has these introductory phrases. And he's like, Well no one knew that this would do this and that. No bitch, you didn't know. Right. Stop, stop saying nobody knew. Your right. dumb ass didn't know. Anything, everything's always nobody could have predicted this. It's it's um like 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 never before like never seen before like it's always something that no one could have known and no one could have saw and which really always means his ass didn't right because it's always usually something that most people with common fucking sense know and or something that science or evidence or research has proven it's 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 every time he says that it's never something that no one could have known it's just the shit that he didn't know. <laughs> so look, we're gonna we're gonna take we our recently found out. Right, right. We we're gonna, yeah, recently found out. We're gonna we're gonna take a break and then when we come back, I'm gonna I actually found the meme. So I'll start back out with the meme when we come back and then we'll go on to our second segment. All right. Do you have an active sex life? Prep is a once-a-day pill that prevents HIV and is now available at the Livewell Prep Clinic on the south side at the hub. Prep is safe for men and women who have active sex lives and want to decrease their chances of contracting HIV. For more information about PrEP and the Living Well PrEP Clinic, call 205-324-9822 or go to www.gcbham.com and click on appointments. Or if you just need to get tested. <laughs> so, <laughs> so welcome at the same crowd different day. Uh, if y'all like this, please uh, like us, uh, subscribe, send us uh, a review, let us know what you think, even if you have some uh, topics you want us to talk about. I know we are really COVID-19 heavy right now. But honestly, that's all we really got to talk about, for real. So, um, as I said, before we got ready to, uh, to end the first uh, segment, one of my friends posted this meme this morning, and it says, A Guide to Trump Speak. So, it has a bunch of phrases that he says, and it has what it means. So, like, the first one says, Did you know? That means I just found out. Uh, people are saying, "I'm making." <laughs> it means I'm making this up. 
Uh, we'll see what happens. I have no idea what happens. Fake news. This information makes me look bad. Believe me, I'm lying. And I promise you, anytime he uses those phrases, the next thing that you hear falls into one of those categories. And I said the only one that he left out was no one knew this, and that means I'm an ignorant dumbass. Because that that's what he does every fucking day. I have a problem. I had made this post today. I have a problem when the largest word that you say is a three-syllable three word, beautiful, and you use it in the wrong fucking context. Like, that's what oh, we... Tremendous. Oh, tremendous. That's what that's what we are right now with him. You use it... He uses, like, the same five to six words to describe everything. And everything. Everything. Every situation, it doesn't matter if he's, like, sad. He uses the same... It can be a funeral, and he's gonna put beautiful in there somewhere. So somewhere, because he wants to be positive. Right. He got, he's got to have a positive thing. <laughs> like the dude told the um, he told that reporter when something was being uh, rolled out, and she was, and they had some issues. He was like, "No, the way y'all worded that was different. It should have been said it's a great rollout, but there's just a few hiccups or whatever, whatever." So you know, he wants to. The, the wording to sound like, you know, things are good, things are great, and I'm number one. Jeez. No matter what the actual um, truth of the matter is. Yeah, we see how that works. That <laughs> how that's working, <laughs> <laughs> So, look, the, the, the other thing uh, that I want to talk about these states opening, but there was another thing that happened in one of the uh, press conferences. I want to say it was Wednesday, but it's totally related to this whole thing with these states opening. So Brian Kemp races ass over in fucking Georgia had, had decided that he wanted to um, open up massage parlors, nail shops, and some other bullshit, barbershops, some other bullshit. So, you know, the thing about these Republican re- representatives, whether they're city council people or states or, uh, or state senators or, or U.S. senators, they are afraid of him. and They want to make sure they're doing everything that he is going to praise them for. Bitch, when I tell you that he threw he threw Brian Kemp up under the bus the other day, he was like, "Well, I don't agree with him opening. I don't think it's a good idea, and I wouldn't have done it." They, and they say that he had had a conversation with Brian Kemp the night before, and his advisors talked to him. Yeah, he was telling him to do it, but then he goes and throws this <laughs> motherfucker under the bus, and I'm like, "Good for your dumb ass," because that's what you get. But, um, he has done that on how many occasions? Oh God! Like he stood up there and promoted these people going out and protesting and doing all of this dumb shit. And so, why wouldn't you know the people were protesting the shelter-in-place orders in their state? So, how is it possible that you disagree with him? You do not disagree with him. The day before that. The um the, the day before he said he disagreed with what he did, he said he was a capable governor and he was going to make the right decision. The fucking day before. So, I mean, he is a... I don't mean that. The next, he uh, is a day trader. He is a day trader. He goes from day to day, minute to minute, second to second. Whatever works in the moment is what he goes with. Whatever works for him at that time. Whatever he, he thinks is working. He, he he has no foundation and no basis in anything. He just goes with whatever, whatever lie he feels works. He he goes with it. Even during his uh, when he was campaigning um, in the beginning, there was you know they would always say well, whoever he talked to last. 
that's right. where you know that's where his uh, he was going to shoot to. So um, they used to always um, the people used to always try to be the last one to talk to him before he actually right. went out and made a decision because <laughs> that's where right. he always leaned lean to. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Unfucking believable. Speaking of him, he has decided. Um, what is it, when is it today? Okay. Yesterday. Yeah, today was no, yesterday. Yesterday. No, it's Friday. So yesterday. Yeah, I told you I don't know my day. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> today yesterday. Said. <laughs> me and it's Friday. God, I don't even know what day it is for real. <laughs> yes, yesterday. So yeah, they opened up. Yeah. And certain, I mean, although the state was supposed to open up, there are, you know, most of the stuff didn't open up. Like LA Fitness and they, um, folks, uh, my email was like, uh, yeah, no, we're not going to open. Um, and, you know, just to put it out there, I am in Georgia right now. I came to, um, you know, spend time with my little brother Ooh. and the children. Right. And um, honestly, as I was driving down, and things there was it didn't look like anything extra was open that you know wouldn't you know wouldn't have been open um any other time so i guess you know the most of the retailers are heating what you know or trying to stay safe well kim said he was gonna um open it up and and um keisha lance bottom the mayor of atlanta said stay your ass at home <laughs> and don't be nobody's food. Is what and that's said. what most of the people um, are doing. Stacey Abrams said this is basically idiotic, and we know how this virus is affecting people of color. And mm-hmm. You should not be in any hurry to run to anybody's gym or hair salon or tattoo parlor or fucking bowling alley. First of all, it's, it's just all the things that make no sense. Um, Georgia, <laughs> Georgia is experiencing, it's not like Georgia is on the downturn. Georgia is experiencing increases everywhere across the board in their numbers, in their rate of infection. So, mm-hmm. not that, and because for me, it's how I feel about this. I feel like there are ways that um, that businesses can be safe. There are ways that people um, can safely provide services and stuff like that. I just believe that they can. And I also saw someone in Georgia who is a business owner share the guidelines that are supposed to be in place for Georgia for the businesses that are opening. For example, for beauty salons and barbershops and stuff like that, they're supposed to wear gloves. They're supposed to wear masks. Their clients are supposed to wear masks. They're supposed to clean off the products and the sheds, and they're, they're supposed to have, uh, every, after every customer, they're supposed to use different, um, you know, like the, the gown and all that stuff. Like, there, there are protocols that are supposed to be in place. The only and they wanted them to go is, by, like, appointments and stuff, too, not so yeah, they can have they, a limited right, number they of people cannot have, They can't have, like, you go to the salon and get your <laughs> hair done, or you go to the barbershop. You know, you may be sitting in there waiting for your turn. They can't have people sitting in there waiting to get their service. <laughs> so all of that is supposed to be in place. The problem with that is, who the hell is going to enforce that? That's that's number one. Who the hell is going to enforce that? Nobody. nobody. Number two, nobody. <laughs> number two, you are basically depending on these business owners to be upstanding, 
and also to have the resources to provide these things. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but masks are not just out here in, in mass quantities for people to go out here and buy. So you gotta, you gotta, if you want to open your beauty salon up, you're supposed to provide your clients, every client with a mask and wear one yourself. And they were also advised to wash their clothes or take their clothes off when they get home, you know, or, or, or something to that effect, which is what I do personally when I go out shopping, um, you know, on my weekly shopping runs. When I come in my house, I take off my shoes at the door. I take off my clothes at the at the at the washer and, and dryer. Put them in the dry, in the washing machine, and I go straight to the shower. That's just what I do personally. Um, I know several people who work in um, the hospitals, and that's what they do when they get home because it's their virus can get in your clothes, live in your clothes, whatever. So there were guidelines. There was guidance issues. However, I have felt since I heard this. And especially when I heard the lines of business that were that they were going to open, that it was some shit in the game. A lot of people have been speaking to the fact that most of the businesses, like hair salons, barbershops, tattoo parlors, and all of this shit, is something that black people flock to. A lot of people have spoken to the fact that, oh, you want to send black people out here to be test dummies, and I can I can see some I can see some part of that, but for me. The biggest thing is when you say as the as the governor of a state that you are opening certain lines of business, that means that those people cannot say that they can't work. So you cannot file for unemployment benefits if if your industry is open. If you and who are the people who are jumping on these roads? Like the people here in Alabama that they didn't normally um, have to cover. People who do services like hair, tattoos, mm-hmm. you know, all of this type of stuff. Those are the people who were the influx of people that were being added on to these unemployment rocks. And, and so um, if you open the businesses back up for those people, they cannot claim unemployment. And that's regardless of whether they open or not. They can't say that they're unemployed because they are able to work. And I shared that on my page not too long ago that the Department of Labor here in Alabama posted on their site that you got to be careful about how you are leaving your job. Because if if one of the questions that they're going to ask you is, you know, are you able to work? So if your Mm -hmm. employer has called you back in to work, you cannot file for unemployment because you can't say that you're not able to work because you are. Right. So to me, I feel like it's a it's a money thing. It's an it's, oh, it's not it's, about it's totally about money to work. Yeah. It's about the state not having to pay for those people right. to be right. at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah there's and, a um. You know, I, I wish I would have um saved it in um um on my Facebook, but um there's an article um from Georgia where um. A lot of business owners, their employees are basically pissed off and upset with them because you know they were they went ahead and they signed up and they got the those loans or whatever, and so they can they they were planning to open up and they told their employers employees to come back to work, but like you said, Kwanda, that they don't want to come back to work because they don't feel like it's safe. 
And poot, they also get paid more money on their oh, unemployment. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Unemployment than they do if they would have been going back to work. So they're having a lot of um, blowback with um, small business owners and other business owners with their employees that are like, it's still not safe, although the city open. And then, too, what you about to pay me is not what I'm getting paid now. So, uh, so, 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 so let me say this about that. So, like, a lot of people have had problems with people who were getting unemployment, getting extra money. And my thing about that is get out of everybody else's fucking pocket because at the end of the day, some of these people are like parents. Like, take you, for instance, Kwana, if you weren't working right now, you would need some extra money because guess what? Your children normally eat lunch at school. That's money that you don't necessarily have to pay, or other people don't have to pay. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna need some extra money in order to in order to get that done. The other thing is when you talk about what about it? Uh, yeah, yeah. But the other thing about it is when you talk about people that that should be, that's going back to work. Like yesterday morning, they were outside of this barber shop in like Douglasville or some fucking place. And they were like, well, you know, they've opened up. You can see that the um, barber, you can see that the barber has on um, his um, his his um, mask, but he doesn't have on any any um, any gloves. And I'm like, they didn't told your dumb ass that if you're gonna open up, you gotta have this, that, and the third. Why are you why are you even trying to open it if you don't have the stuff to protect yourself? And he's an old fucking white man. Like you are putting yourself. But again, in- those aren't things. I think the problem is it's not mandatory. That's what they are, you know, telling the people. That they no, 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 no. It was mandatory because they said that the Georgia State Police would be the ones who were going to go ahead and yes, enforce it. No, right. Those are, that's what I was saying. These are the guidelines that they gave them and told them you have to do this to reopen. Right, But right. who the hell is going to police it? No one's going to enforce this shit. Yeah, no, not at all. But that is that is the whataboutism, Tony. That's the part that I wanted to to talk about with these conversations about. Well, it started with the beginning of this with testing. You heard a lot of people talking about. Well, if you're rich, you know you can get a test. It's this is this comparison, um, rich versus poor. Um, unemployed versus essential workers. It's everybody versus everybody. It's everything versus every. It, it, you know, it's all of this comparing, this comparison, and this is well. What about this? And what about us? And and if these people get covered, then what about me? It's just all of this bullshit. It started at the beginning with the testing. People were claiming that oh well, if you had money, you could get the test. Well, what people were not realizing was the tests were being run by private companies. So, yeah, if you have the resources to get it from a fucking private company, it ain't got nothing to do with you being a celebrity. If I was a, per- a person that had the resources to get it from a private company myself, if I was going to pay $400 or whatever the, the, the test was or is, then I could get it. Yes, if you have the money to do it, you can. Um, Now it's this conversation of, okay, well, now these people are unemployed and essential workers are complaining about people making more money than they do by being on unemployment. Now, I said this in the beginning. I said people who are getting unemployment because of the additional $600 um, on top of what your state is paying you on unemployment, a lot of people are going to be in a better financial situation than they were when they were working. I said this from the gate. However, when your whole life has been flipped upside down, 
for a lot of these people who 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 um actually don't have you know who who are unemployment unemployment they don't have a job they do not know if they will be able to go back to their job i don't see how anybody should be comparing your ass being able to get up and go to your job whatever that job is whether you are a nurse a sanitation worker working at walmart or wherever and compare these people's temporary unemployment benefits to your ass being able to go to your job and make whatever living earning that you're gonna make that you were already making so you want it, to, it, that you were already making, making. right that when you lose your job, you also, for most people, lose your health insurance. Right. So here are people in, a, in an environment where at any moment you could fucking get sick, your child could get sick, you do not know how you're going to pay your rent, and then the thing is, depending on what state you live in, you might still be underwater. Right. Because you go to California, you probably can't pay $1,500 to stay somewhere. You might be living in the project somewhere down there for $1,500. $1,500, you living in your so, car. <laughs> you living in your you car know what I'm in saying? certain places, so it, yeah. It really just depends, but I think that's something internal. Like you're, you're. <laughs> I think people are broken, so broken, and so angry and so frustrated and confused. They don't know who to blame. They want to blame somebody, but I can just say, if you are an essential worker, I'm an essential worker. Although I'm not on the front lines looking at anybody face to face, but I have not missed one day of work. Nope. No but check. I don't look at anybody and envy them because they have lost their job. If they get an extra six hundred dollars, good for them. I think a lot of mm-hmm. these people who are getting that extra money needed it, yep. and they haven't had it. And let them have it and swim in it. Get do whatever you need to do with that extra money. That again, it's temporary. That you're gonna have for whatever amount of time that you're gonna have. It. But Quanda, that but goes back. That goes back. Thing, Go ahead. The last thing that I would say to that is if you have such a problem with people being on unemployment as opposed to you having to go to work, quit your fucking job. Yeah. Because no one is making you work anywhere. So if you feel like you are at such a, a at, at such risk being an essential <laughs> worker, going out and working every day, quit. Stop I, fucking complaining. I so so I I, to- I totally agree with you on that on all of that because I think that we we as a as a as a society we spend too much money trying to count other people we spend too much time trying to count other people's money like what what they got ain't got nothing to do with me i tell people this all the time like we've been doing this shit for almost a month and a half now nothing about my life financially has changed not i mean like nothing right when I um, my same bills are rolling in, I am still able to pay them. And I will say, when I got my little uh, twelve hundred dollar check, I went and paid down some of my my credit cards because I'm trying to get that interest stuff off me. And if they give us that two thousand dollars a month, if if they give us that two thousand dollars a month, I'm gonna take up some more bills. I was telling Bobby, if we get four thousand extra dollars, let's pay off one of the cars. Because you just don't know where this shit is going to end up. So my whole thing is mind, mind your fucking business and leave other people alone. If you are living a comfortable life and your life has not been affected that much by this fucking virus, shut the fuck 
up. And as far as Please. as far as Mitch McConnell and these evil ass white ass old ass men as Republicans, you motherfuckers can suck a fucking dick. Because when this bitch on TV the other day said that he thinks that it would be okay for states to go bankrupt, do you know what happens when a state go fucking bankrupt? There are all types of services. There are, there are all types of services from schools to hospitals. Every, I mean, schools, hospitals, police, ambulance service. The police. And the p- fucking They're police. In the middle of a fucking pandemic. Right. This is what the, you want the damn state to go fucking bankrupt. Right. But this is. This, Honey, this, our county went bankrupt and it was a mess. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 for these evil motherfuckers and the white people who elect their asses, like all y'all can suck a fucking dick. Like it makes absolutely no <laughs> sense that this is what that this is what they and I think what bothers me more than anything else, these are also the same people who are like, you know, I love the Lord. Fuck you and whatever Lord you trying to serve. Cause ain't the one in true little well, Lord. Let me say that. A lie. A fucking lie. Evil bitches. However, you don't love nothing. I, I, But that water's but still we're high. All in the same damn together. Yeah. And and we are. Yeah. And 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 in this in the midst of this situation, I think it is very important that you pay attention to the politicians who are still trying to find ways to leave people out of things. And when I say mm-hmm. that, I mean motherfucking Republicans, because as much bullshit as people want to talk, the things that have been passed. The things that have been to the benefit of people, Democrats the American it. people as a whole, have come from the Democrats busting yep. their asses to get that shit through mm-hmm. because they have tried to block everything that they've tried to do. Your little funky $1,200 that you want to fucking argue and complain about, that extra 600 damn dollars that you want to argue and complain about somebody getting that you ain't getting, all of that, including the fact that several Democrats have proposed to have um, essential employees have hazard pay. Right. So all mm-hmm. this talking and all of this shit about people getting that fucking extra six hundred goddamn dollars when they don't even know where their lives are gonna go from here, and all of this complaining about look what we doing and ain't about they have been talking about that for the past three fucking weeks because most of the people that sit up and complain don't watch the news, don't have no fucking clue what's going on in the government. But if you had, if you're listening. That is something that is on the table that they're trying to get yeah. into the next bill. But guess who the fuck they got to get it through, get it passed to get it to your ass? Dick sucking Republicans. Trust me, who's not going to want you to get your hands a face? Right. Trust me. Right. But but so there what? are people who are working and have been working 
to try to get that on the table for the people who are out here on the front lines that are at the most risk. Well, they are trying to get that flushed out to you. And I'm tired of all the bad news, but on top of that, what Requirement is saying is one, they are the part of the reason that it's taking an extra long time is they are calling the Republicans out about the stuff that they're getting passed. They are um, showing favoritism to Republican states or yep. red states, yep. and giving those giving them the um, stuff before they do the um, blue states. And so, the, and and they already found out that there's been some mismanagement of money. There have been some businesses, yeah. There have been some businesses and corporations that have actually given their money back. Yeah, was like yep. you know we didn't you know we didn't need this or whatever. And so they're for this second one, they're trying to get um, measures in place to and get people in place to make sure that it's um, divvied out correctly. And they don't want that to happen because, you know, when they try to do that with the first one that passed, Trump fired him. Yeah, he fired the, inspect- the, the inspector general. He fired he fired the person who was in charge of oversight. Like these motherfuckers want to tell everybody. The bill was not written. The people didn't take anything they weren't supposed to have. Right. Um, the the corporations that got this money that are giving it back did not take anything that they were not supposed to have. The way that it is mm-hmm. written, they could have it. And people yeah. were raising the alarms about this from the gate. Right. This last one that they just that they just passed this a few days ago, the wording has not changed in it to where they won't be able to get it again. So you're again having to depend on the decency of people, or or depend on them being shamed into giving the fucking money back. Exactly. But it exactly. was written in a way that they didn't do anything that they weren't supposed to do. Yeah. That if if, if they had any kind of decency of and humanity, they right. would have let the money roll down to the people that it should have gotten to. But they did because not. Because small businesses ain't got bills. Yeah. It's supposed to be for small businesses, and those are the um, people that are complaining that they haven't gotten it. Let me say yeah. this, and then we're going to go on break. The other problem about that was there was specific language in this first bill that said that you like you had to have a relationship with a bank. So, like, they were, I forgot how many right. large banks there were, but they were these large banks that were really funneling the money. So, if I had a small business with, say, 25 um, people, and, you know, I'm just doing everything I need to do to make ends meet. I don't have a real working relationship with my banker. Then I'm shit out of luck. And so those were mm-hmm. those. That's why the bigger companies got it because right, exactly. they have attorneys. They got because they have these relationships. And what they found was that the banks were giving the money to their high dollar clients. Let, let me they, tell you something. Let me tell you something. Then we're gonna break. We uh, we applied for one of those loans, our nonprofit did, so that we can pay. And also, there's stipulations on that money. Seventy five percent of it has to go towards salaries. And again, right. if you uh, if you don't keep all your staff, then you have to pay back. So let's just say we had a hundred people who worked for us, and at the end of the, the period, we lost two people. Then we have to pay two percent of that money back. That's the way that that works. Mm-hmm. So like, if we keep all the people, then it becomes a grant. But literally, the banks saw their their clients. Like our bank came to us and like, hey girl, 
They got this, that, and the third. You want us to do this application for it? Like, literally, they did everything for us, and we got approved for it. But that's because we have multiple lines of credit with this bank. We have we have mortgages. We talk to our bankers all the time. All of us got credit cards. So we have a great working relationship with our bank, which made it easier for us to do that. But everybody doesn't have to do that. You know, right, Sally right. down at the bumper curl, she can't do that because she don't have a – Shouldn't have that type mm-hmm. of relationship. So you know, it's it's really fucked up exactly. at the way that these people do. And that was my that their, the information wasn't there. Right. A lot of the banks did not know how to handle this, how to process it, because again, mm-hmm. like I said last week, all this stuff was just dumped on these people. They didn't have any guidance from the Fed. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and, and I was watching today on um, Al Sharpton's show, and there was a man on there that that has an organization that basically tries. That, that is basically trying to help get the money out to small businesses, and they're not—they're nonpartisan. They're just trying to get the money to where they know that it should go. Right. And what the, one of the points that he was making was the smaller banks, which a lot of these smaller businesses have relationships with smaller banks. They don't have, you know, the larger bank relationships. And, and hell, a lot of in a lot of these states, they don't even have those banks in those states. Right. So it just depends. But what he was saying was. Um, the, 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 the process they, that they sent the money out through, most of the smaller banks were not, were not in, included, in that, right. um, in, included in that. Yeah. So out of the thousand smaller banks, only seven, like 70, 77 of them were actually included in this cluster, you know, yeah. in that first round. So what they had to do in the second round that they approved was specifically have it where, specific money is going to go to these banks to be able to provide for those clients. Right. So, you know, it, it was it was just where it wasn't fed, it, it wasn't worked out the way that it should have been. And, you know, I know That's a lot a of it because a lot of it's rushed and people trying to just get the money out. But, you know, you know, it just, that's just unfortunate. That's the unfortunate um result of the situation that you know that yeah. we're in you know, a lot of people didn't get it how they should have all right so, and so, Nancy so, Pelosi, she, she agreed she said that now she was like look we just trying to get it out there's some stuff that ain't right we're gonna try to fix it but we were trying to get you out of your stuff all right we've been yeah. gonna break <laughs> we'll catch y'all on the flip side do you have an active sex life prep is a once a day pill that prevents hiv and is now available at the live well prep clinic on the south side of the hood prep is safe for men and women who have active sex lives and want to decrease their chances of contracting hiv for more information about prep and the live well prep clinic call 205-324-9822 or go to www.gcbham.com or click on appointments or if you just need to get tested call us so welcome Bye-bye. <laughs> Welcome back to the same different day. We are in this piece, y'all. Um, y'all need to really, really, really make sure that you are registered to vote and that you know how you vote in your state. Because I don't trust these fucking Republicans. I just don't. I'm that's my the end of my political rant for the day. So Derek wanted to talk about if you gonna add, I'm gonna add today. If you know you already registered to vote, you can make somebody make sure somebody else registered to vote that you don't think registered to vote. I'm gonna give you a little homework. That's your assignment. And check on somebody else. Yeah, if you live in Alabama in particular, you can go to alabamavotes.gov to check on your uh, voter registration status to see if you're registered, see if you're active, and see where you vote as well. So there's there's that. And I think you still got time to do your census too. Do your census. Yeah, you got plenty. You got plenty of time to do your census. It takes ten minutes. You sitting at home anyway. Do your census. 
Yeah, and um, if you not this this is what I think. I think that if you know you have health issues that put you at a greater risk than some other people um, with um, contracting COVID, then you need to try to go ahead and start the process of getting you an absentee ballot Mm -hmm. because we don't know what voting is going to look like in November. And I personally do not feel like by November they would have agreed to let us, you know, have extended voting days and voting by mail and all this shit. They're going to Because they don't want you to vote by mail. It's going to be too many of y'all voting if they vote by mail. But like, a, but like they saw in Wisconsin, if you go out, it don't matter if you got low voter turnout or not. It's about if it's low voter turnout, as long as we turn out the most, that's all thing that really matters. And what they also saw was that like 18 people um, are linked back to voting. Um, yeah, with the COVID. COVID-19. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying if. You know that you are at an advanced risk, or I mean, or at a greater risk of, of you know, having it negatively affect you if you contract it. No, you know, knowing you have some pre-existing condition or whatever, I would suggest that you go ahead and look into the process. You know, get the process started of getting your absentee ballot to you and making sure that you get that request in in time, because there probably are going to be a lot of people submitting. Um, absentee ballot request and you know these people gonna come up with all kind of shit they're gonna say it backed up they're gonna say all kinds of shit so we need to just go ahead and be prepared for these things ahead of time right yeah i'll be ready to see me um have some somebody gonna have me on the meme or something if i have to go and vote and i'm gonna have on me a hazard suit and some um duct tape stuff around my neck and all kind of stuff because i can't uh, get tired yeah i can so, make uh, I, I can make that happen for you sis <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look, so so we, so we're gonna light this up a little bit. So, um, one of our me and Derek's mutual friend, uh, Jay uh, Maurice Purcell McCants, had uh, posted this article from the Grio. Why do you call his own name like that? Jay, Jay, Jay Maurice Purcell McCants is his name, but anyway. Uh, but he but he he posted this article and it said uh hashtag salty as fuck has become has it become impossible to make black audiences happen happy. So that came out of the um there's a new uh show on Netflix on Netflix called Black as Fuck. And it's uh by Kenya Barris, who is like a renowned writer. Uh he also is the uh the writer of blackish, uh mixish and some other ish shit. But um, uh, but blackish is actually ba- grownish. Yeah, blackish is actually like kind of like a take on Kenya Burris's life because his wife actually is named Rainbow, who is the main one, the female character main lead in um in black in blackish. But this is like it's a it's like blackish if it was a reality show. So one of the daughters in this family is doing this uh this this documentary on her family. Uh, and it's actually Kenya Barris, and then it's uh, Rashida Jones, who is the daughter of Quincy Jones, and some white woman. And uh, it's really like a look at a wealthy black family and how racism, uh, colorism, and just being black in this fucking country affects them. And so there's been a lot of um, a lot of criticism of this show because, like, oh, here we go again with a whole bunch of mixed kids on the show. 
Like we're the real black representation. Like the pigmentation of your skin the the uh, denotes your level of blackness, which is not true at all. And I'm going to just tell you, the first couple of episodes I watched, I was like, oh, Lord, this shit is preachy as fuck. Then I smoked me one and watched it again. I'm like, oh, my God, this shit is deep. Because let me tell you what's the, what the part. <laughs> let, me tell, let me tell you. The part that people really get mad about, Rashida Jones played on Parks and Rec. And there was this one quote in the article. Uh, oh, shit. Did I lose y'all? <laughs> technical difficulties, technical difficulties. <laughs> but I was trying to find this article, but uh, y'all still there? Uh-huh. All right, so so in the article itself, one of the quotes in the article says, um, uh, here it is, it says, uh, and it's talking about Rashida Jones' character. This is somebody who is speaking from an abundance of ignorance. But pretty much the uh, writer says, it's a tweet telling some, and y'all got this black woman on here that I didn't know was black until two days ago. That ain't your problem. (laughs) Before you hung up on me, I was saying that Rashida Jones looks like a white woman. She does. And when I saw her for the first time, I thought she was a white woman. Yeah, I did. I did not know that she was Quincy Jones' daughter. He, you know, his other daughter was um, dated Tupac before he died. Right, right. She, you know, she looks mixed, but Rashida, I mean, but uh, the child on this show, honey, she looks like a whole <laughs> but, 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 so, so there's another tweet on there that says Rashida Jones is just as black as Barack Obama, Colin Kaepernick, Drake, Bob Marley. Alicia Keys, J. Cole, Jesse Williams, Trace Ellis Ross, Zendaya, and Georgia Smith. J. Cole? J. Cole is black. He's mixed. I'm sorry. Yeah, she was, they're just about her, her racial makeup. But let me say this, though. I have to say that I, I had a little um, I had a little pushback on one of the, one of the scenes in the, in, the, in the show because uh, Rashida was talking to her daughter. And she was talking about all the stuff that she does. And she makes this, keep in mind, this woman looks white. And she makes this comment. She goes, well, I think I'm an inspiration to black women everywhere. Her daughter, who looks black and light-skinned, goes, what? Yeah, I think I'm an inspiration to black women. And to see somebody who presents as white saying that, it kind of does something to you, to you on the inside a little bit. Because I had to watch this shit about two or three times. But at the end of the day, she is a black woman. She looks white, but she's black. And honestly, of the people on the fucking show, she the blackest motherfucker on there. Like, when you talk about, like, the attributes of black people, how proud we are, they, she the blackest bitch on there. But she looks white as fuck. And people have problems with that. And my problem, my problem is this: I know some lowercase black people, and I call lowercase black people black people who ain't got no black friends. They don't really do black things, and I'm not talking about doing ghetto shit. I'm just talking about doing things with other black people, and my and so those are the people I call lowercase black people. Rashida Jones in this show is not a lowercase black person. She literally is black as fuck. And my whole, the thing about it is, I wish people would use more I statements instead of trying to generalize because that's the that's the overarching message of this article. I think is like, how can you please black folks? Like, what the fuck can you do to please these niggas? Because we ain't never happy with nothing. Take it away, dude. Well, we are not. Well, not just black people. We, I know we're going to focus on black folks, but just people in general. We we all know you're not going to be able to please everybody. 
and uh, you know, kill yourself trying to please everybody. And there's an audience for everybody for just about everything. I think because and, of I think because of the level of marginalization and racism that we have endured in this country, I think that black people are more vocal about it. Because you will see shows like Shameless, that uh, was on HBO or Showtime, had these poor-ass right. white folks who act like niggas in Chicago. You got things like Ozark. And white people are like, oh, these shows are great. Black people are like, I don't like the way they portray black people. And you know, and, that, and it makes it hard for people to but figure out what the right for us. Those there are, you know, white folks that know there are white folks that act like that. There are poor white trash that act, you know, they act like that. So, you know, and but all the stereotypes, but all the stereotypes we see about black people play on show, we know black people act like that too. But we are just more vocal about it than they are. And that's just something that we, uh, I think that's a, a, I don't want to call it an insecurity. But, you know, it, just a lot of times with people, I'd rather you um, tell a lie on me than tell the truth. Because, you know, I don't want the folks to know the real me. We got just got to keep that, you know, within within our own house. We don't want people to know how the real us are. But I think that's why people like reality, and I detest reality shows. I think that's why certain I think people. They're like reality no. shows because they're not reality. Honey. I, I, they, they no, would, no. They would, they would like, won't they like to be like? No, no. What I'm saying is, I think they like reality shows just for the reason that you said. But then you got the same people who like reality shows who would hate black as fuck. And I'm like, how do you like this garbage and then don't like this well made show? For the same reason they don't like Iyala, for the same reason they don't like um, any show that, like, like the show too. Don't, don't say Oprah. I I, you know, I'm not a fan of shows like that, for real, for real. But I watched the show, and it was cool. It was cool. And some of the people that were saying that they didn't like the show, it was because they were the characters that were the a most annoying character, the character that was shaded, they were that person. I agree. And so when you seeing yourself, you know, or well, oh, I, I don't like her. Well, bitch, you don't like you. Let me say this. There, <laughs> there, there. Me and Dave recorded an episode of my other podcast. Let me say this the other day, and we were talking about Donald Trump, and he said, "Hey, that, Carter, you can notice how he always keeps on the plugs and them." No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 on my other podcast, <laughs> let me say this. Which is also on <laughs> iTunes and iHeartRadio, um, <laughs> but um, but Dave was saying that the thing that, that that he hates about Donald Trump, he said, I think the reason why most of us hate Donald Trump is that we see the things in him that we don't like about ourselves. And he gave the example of he lies all the time. And Dave was like, you know, if I lie, I feel bad about it. He said, but you have to sit here and watch this man lie to us each and every day, and he doesn't feel bad about it, and it just pisses you the fuck off. So your point about people who see those characters and they see themselves and they hate them, that's exactly why they don't like them, because they see themselves in those characters. I think that a lot of people, when you just go off, because I have not watched the show, and I don't I can't say that I intend to watch it, I really, I mean, Blackish was okay. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't do the random raving about it like everybody else did. You know, it just was what it was to me. Yeah, I'm with um, you. But, um, I didn't really watch that either. When, when you call a show Black as fuck and the, one of the main characters looks like a white woman, you're going to have pushback from, and I don't care about her being black, but she's black because her dad's black, but she looks like, talks like, if, if you did not know that she was not white, you wouldn't, I mean, you, you just would not know that. Bitch, I saw four episodes, like, I wanted to know what this white woman talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
so when you, <coughs> when, when you look at that on its face, you get a lot of pushback from people who um, feel like when we're talking about these shows that are so black and about black people, black kids, black whatever, and you don't have a lot of black people. I mean, the people are black, but as far as you're talking about what they look like, you know, and all of this kind of stuff, it's not what you would think when you see black people in every day or whatever in your representation. And it's typical the same. It's mixed. It's, you know, um, um, not, not black as fuck. I think I think so, I th- I think um, that hold on there, let me say this real quick. I think the other thing that we give pushback about that is because we know that colorism exists and we know that light skinned people typically don't get treated as badly as dark skinned people, even within our own community. Right. And so that's the part. I saw right. the pictures that you posted of your grandmother um last week and I love Miss Jean. Oh Miss Jean knows she could sing. Oh my god. She my oh my God. But her her, her, her I, your grandma your grandmother had this great I loved her complexion. She had these beautiful like greenish hazel like eyes. And you know and I know she probably got some hell about that, especially if she had a darker skinned parent or even dark-skinned friends, because they're going to look at you like, you think you better than us because you got these pretty eyes, or you think you're better than us because you you got light skin. And so I think there a lot of the pushback that that show is getting is not only from what Quanah said, but also the way that we internalize and the way that we process our blackness, uh, you know, publicly to people. Yeah, I know. that's why people call out Barack Obama and stuff like that, and stuff like that. He got the blackest wife, you know, that you're going to get. <laughs> but um, you know, but you know, people people say that a lot in our community because light skin. I'm light skin. I've heard it a million times. People who don't know me from a can of paint, you know. Oh, but you learned it. I thought you was stuck up, I baby. You, you should be ebony black as black as you are. You know, and I'm just like, okay, I, you know. But yes, you know. A lot of it is based on what we see. So that's why that's what I mean by when you see a woman who looks white on a show called mm-hmm. Black as Fuck, people are going to have some, you know, some... Um, the internal reaction. You know, you're going to have yeah. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> some reaction to it. It could be a good show once you get off into it, but even some parts of it may still sing a little bit to you with her delivering it. Oh, God, yeah. The way that yeah. Does. I like the show. Okay. And when she talked about being the inspiration, I was like, oh, wait a minute, bitch. Hold on now. <laughs> crazy. But I think it should challenge us to do in our everyday lives a little bit different in um, going, you know, I tell a lot of people how, how you feel is not a fact and how I feel is not a fact. Mm-hmm. And not just going off the surface or whatever, because I'll say, you know, Quanta, we graduated, uh, um, we graduated black with a white guy, Kurt, and he is blacker than I would be. He's blacker than most black boys. It's like, always like this running joke, like, Kirk is black? I mean, Kirk is white? <laughs> like, like, is this, I don't know. And so he, he could be on the show black as fuck and be black as fuck, but <laughs> he was. <white. laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just you know us looking beyond what what we feel like it should be, and you know, uh, it's easier said than done. And and conversely, 
conversely, the same way that we look at this sir, this uh, Miss Surgeon General, you know, I look, I see him the same way. Like, I don't see him as a black man. He looks black. You can probably tell he may be mixed, or he just might have some black parents, a light skinned black parents. But he is the most. Un- I, no, I say he don't. I say he don't. No, no, I'm saying he don't. No, no, I'm I, no, no. I'm saying that he doesn't look mixed, but he could he 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 could be, or he could just have some light skinned parents. But for me, don't tell me he black. Van Jones, Van Jones makes my fucking ass want to chew a goddamn bag of nails. Like I don't like. I want him to go somewhere and sit down and shut the fuck up too. And he blacker than me. I used to like Van Jones. I, I used, used to, to like too. Him, but then he started talking too much. Yeah, just so, shut the fuck. If shut the fuck up with the person is Van Jones. So for me, after the uh, white people really started like, and I'm, I sound so I don't like to say something like that, but after the white people started liking him after he cried, then he just went to another place. Coonan. Cooning, he started cooning. That's what that bitch did. I wouldn't say that, but he just went to another place. I, I mean, like, that. like, did y'all see that meme I did last week when I was like, nobody, and then CNN. Let's get Van Jones and what's uh, what's the old boy name? The 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 light skinned gay man. Um, Don Lemon. Yeah, Don Lemon. Let's get let's get Van Jones and Don Lemon to talk about blackness. Let's not. Let's just not do I that. Like he makes my ass itch. I tried. And I, let me just say you, you I, know, that is one thing we uh, are like. Don Lemon makes my ass itch, too. Let, let me say this. I was trying to like Don, especially during that whole Ferguson incident, because I knew there were a lot of black people who were just down him because he was gay. But Don Lemon is problematic as fuck when it comes to our people, just like Van Jones is. I mean, and this is just my, that's just my opinion on him. You know, just like Van Jones is. Like I don't like him the way he his show. I just don't. <laughs> he be don't. he be trying to act tough. You know the bitch can't fight. That's what bothers me. <laughs> but you know who he is real cool with and still close with, and it and I I can see it. Sarah Versa. Really? Yeah. I don't she I don't really see her as black either though. That's a whole other story. As black as she is, I, she just she's she's sitting like one of those negresses that they got no black friends. Like her and Pam Huff, they'll be sitting around eating uh, crumpets and tea. Like I don't, she gets on my fucking nerves too. Let me say that. She's a little bit different, um, you know. She gets on my fucking. She gets on my fucking part, nerves. Yeah, no. yeah, she gets on my fucking she nerves. Take care of me though. For y'all that don't know Sarah versus she's a um, Fox Six and anchor. There's but some, she used to take care of me. Sometimes, sometimes your black card is even in jeopardy. Shit. I was just about to say because it sounds like you all are running these people through some black test. <laughs> that there's no way that they can pass in your book. Who me? Me. The people that's our names. No, not you. No. Oh. Not running through a black test. You you signed me up for you you got me on the nose. It's a black test that you got passed for me. And it's maybe kinda hard for somebody to pass. I admit that. We know that, you got That's my own personal bias. That's my own personal bias, yeah. I don't have a test, but you will fail. <laughs> Damn. I Damn. Right. I right. Have. You know, it's up to you to either it's, it's pass or fail. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, this, sounds, this, is a, this sounds like a whole other episode. Yeah, it is. That we can do. <laughs> I mean, that's just in life. I mean, if, you get, if, I get, if I meet you and you give me um, the two-minute red flags, too fast, and you fail, too fast. So, yeah. 
Yeah, but all of our red flags are based on our personal selves and our personal experiences. And guess so what? I am me personally. Your, maybe <coughs> your personal self right. needs to do something. Yeah, you so right. guess what? Work. I am me, myself, personally, and I am the only one I have to live, <laughs> live with for the rest of my life. And if you are going to be impeding on that and me doing it peacefully and in a wonderful way, then you got to go. That's why you're single. Okay. All right, so uh, anybody got any questions? Look at that turn there. I should have hung up right there because you was a motherfucker. <laughs> So look, so uh, y'all, I miss y'all. I really cannot. When I tell y'all, I cannot wait to see (laughs) y'all in real time. For real, oh my god, this is terrible. So let me ask y'all this. So, 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 yeah, we. This has been a challenge. Yeah. Being, you know, just not being able to do the normal things that you do with your friends and with people that you are close to. You know, just that connection is in, in not having it. It's just it's. Oh, let me tell y'all this I real quick. I ain't one of the five guys burgers so bad in my life. <laughs> oh, bitch, I went to Paris. I want to sit in look, there and eat the pet peanuts. Look, I went, I went to Paris Steakhouse and got some takeout for lunch the other day. That pork chop was so goddamn good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that bitch was good. So, uh, but look, so let me let me tell y'all this before we go. So y'all know I have a pretty problematic relationship with my family sometimes. But even with them, I realized last night, last week, I miss these bitches. So I I got me yeah. a, I I got me a Zoom account, uh, and I and I paid for it because if you don't pay for it, if you have more than three people on there, you can only talk for like forty minutes. So I paid for a Zoom account. And we had a family meeting last Sunday. We're going to have one this Sunday, too. Me and my nephews are even going to have a virtual happy hour one day next week. But uh, let me tell y'all this shit. This is so funny. So there's a long history between me and my granddaughter's grandmother. Not my my, my son's daughter, her, her mother's mother. And I have this really, really weird history. I have a weird history with both of them hoes. But with my, with my granddaughter's mom's mom, it's just really crazy. Like, she had this real crush on me. It was like literally stalking me about 15 years ago when India was a little girl. <laughs> so we did the Zoom meeting. I'm going to send y'all this video. But we did the Zoom meeting and India was on it. So we were talking, I was telling them about the hot spots in Alabama and stuff like that. And so all of a sudden I heard somebody walk in India's room and I thought it was her mom because they, they sounded like. So I'm like, hey, India, is that Kendra? She was like, no. And you could hear her go, oh, shit. So, I, so everybody started going, hey, Kendra, hey, Kendra. All of a sudden the grandma goes, this ain't Kendra. This is India's grandmother, the one that you hate, <laughs> 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 bitch. When I tell you, when I tell you, I know my baby turned the bright shade of red, and like you just almost see y'all the video, but that shit was so fun to watch my sisters' <laughs> the expression because they were like, "What the fuck is going on here?" But you know, there are ways for us to maintain connections <laughs> with people. Even without this, and Zoom may not be the way that you want to do it, but uh, you know, I think uh, there. You know, I'm giving you shit about going to see your brother, but I totally get why you why you going over there. I mean, you know, and 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 those are risks that we that we want to take and we sometimes have to take. But you have to find a way to get through this bullshit that we're going through because this is some bullshit. Like this is some unadulterated bullshit. But I think it's important for people to figure out how they can maintain connections with people with their families. You know, I'm just thankful to God that. No one in my family has died that, you know, 
that everybody is well, nobody's sick. Because, like, even right now, if somebody died just from non-COVID-related shit, funerals become a fucking problem. You know, Quan, you talked about that when we first went into this shit because your best friend's dad died. So, you know, however you need to get through to keep in touch with the people you care about, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a Zoom, whether text message or whatever, I think it's important for people to realize that they should be able to do that because these are some really weird times. Like, I never thought we'd be in this goddamn place in my life. This is crazy. I had um, this week ordered some food and and I cooked a little bit of ad with it and I took and delivered plates to some of my family, you know, just the, the ones that were closest that I could get to to, to make the delivery. But um, in my family, eat, having dinner is a big deal. You know, like we have, you know, dinner at my grandma's house on my mom's side or we have dinner at Beth's house or sister's house on my dad's side, you know, so that's that's the places where all of our family come together. And it's always been like that my whole life. My grandparents' house on my dad's side was the house everybody came to for every function, fish fries, you know, gatherings, that's that's where everybody came. My house, where I grew up, my auntie that raised me, our house was the house everybody came to. And my aunt's house across the street was on my mom's side. You know, like, my family is very close. We always do things together. And a lot of it revolves around eating. And so, um, you know, that's just how we come together. Somehow we make it. We like the Lord's time. We get them sit there fishing that low time and we feed the multitude. Because y'all know I got, the, I got a humongous family. Yes, yes, so, yes. Um, <laughs> so I... I dinner and I delivered it um, and that was just kind of my way of us all having dinner together you know even though we can't have dinner together that we could still have a dinner together and they didn't know I was going to do it and I, I, it's something I plan to continue to do I just have to I couldn't do everybody so I have to just do it in, in, in phases in but yeah but it was just it's just that's something that I miss doing is having dinner with my family so, you know, it's just, you know, you just have to think of creative things to do, you know, ways to connect, but to still keep each other safe because the distance between us is what we're having to do to protect each other. Especially because we have older relatives. Out here where they're losing three people, four people, eight people in the same family that, you know, husbands and wives dying. You know, yeah. you don't want to be in a situation where you are endangering each other, not the people that are that are closest to you. So, you know, we do the best we can to be connected by, you know, and still, you know, keeping our safe distance. And Derek to turn the chef bar, he going to weigh 500 pounds before this shit is over because this bitch be cooking all day, all fucking day. I'm doing some fried corn. I'm doing some pork chop. What the fuck? I can't have a plate, and I'm sick of it. I feel like I'm watching a damn food network. Right. That's why I don't watch that mess, because right. I want to eat it, and I can't. Well, guess what? I don't post all of my meals, so, mm. But that's not, cooking is the way that I, you know, that's my stress reliever. That's my. Love language. I, that's your love all language. Those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I mean, you know, and I enjoy. Um, watching people enjoy what I, you know, cook, those kinds of things. And I am like, Kwana, I had a really big family, and not being able to congregate and be together like Easter 
my cousins, <laughs> they were like, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to eat at? We think you're going to eat at your own house. So it's like, <laughs> it's a thing. So I, I really get that. So <clears throat> I don't know. Again, do what you got to do. But keep yourself safe. Yeah, my family can't do no Zoom. It'll be a Zoom. There was so many of us. It was so crazy because (laughs) y'all know how big the family. My family is, especially on my mom's side. And just like we are when we're together in person, was exactly how it was on Zoom. Everybody was talking. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's why I said we can't do that. It was just chaotic. But we can't I do that. Got there and she did a prayer, and I I put it on my um on my Instagram, but I couldn't I, I couldn't put it on I couldn't figure out how to put it on my Facebook because I wanted to share it with our family members that didn't get a chance to get on the call. But it was it was cool, you know, just just at least to be able to lay eyes on on our family members, especially like our family that are in some of these hot spots like Chicago right. and stuff like that, and and having lost a family member. Um, it was just good to be able to see them all, you know, and see the kids and stuff like that. And social media is a blessing in this time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 as sure. long as you leave in the right. Some of y'all are just stupid as hell. I'm tired of y'all posting this stupid shit. You know, my nerves. I'm sorry. It's time to end the show because they haven't got made. <laughs> all right, well, look, y'all got anything y'all got to say before we go? Y'all got things. Stop posting stupid shit. Stop posting stupid shit. They can't. <laughs> well, look, y'all. This, this was fun. I, I love y'all hitting this fucking train. Uh, I, this was fun. I love y'all. I can't wait to see y'all again. And for folks who are listening, we love y'all too. Keep listening. Keep and sharing. Stop posting stupid shit. <laughs> and stop posting stupid shit. <laughs> All right, we out. <laughs>